I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone has this, I made it on my own mentality, Mm, right? But mm, actually, mm. no, you're the fruit of generations of decisions. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be generations after you who are going to be suffering or enjoying your decisions. Your body is literally a manifestation of all of the good things that are going on in the inside of you. Wow. So make sure you honour your body by taking care of her mm. or him. Should billionaires even exist, mm. really? Um, Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we'll be talking about building wealth. You've heard Jay-Z rap about it, your Twitter feed talking about it and entrepreneurs preaching about it. But what does it actually mean? Why should we be thinking about building wealth and what does wealth building actually look like? So wealth, money, finance, assets. What are the other words? Liabilities. (laughs) What are the other words? Um, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Let's talk about wealth. (laughs) So, Renee, I guess we should start with what does wealth mean? It means money. Um, It means GBP. (laughs) I take dollars. (laughs) We take yen and crypto too. I take rupees too. Yeah, I'm flexible. No, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. What is wealth? That is the big question. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, wealth, top line, what is wealth? It is having valuable possessions Mm. and when i say possessions i don't necessarily just mean material possessions but immaterial possessions too okay so we'll get onto that in a second but we'll deal with what we know which is material possessions right so building wealth or having wealth wealth means to me having valuable things Mm. it can be a house it can be money it can be assets but then when we move on to the immaterial things Things like resources, like people having valuable connections, Mm. having a healthy mindset is wealth to me. Right. So I would say overall, wealth is having valuable things and assets at your disposal. Yeah. In terms of genuine like financial wealth, to me... (laughs) <laughs> you gotta have no debts <laughs> you, got, you have no debts you okay. have nobody nobody is you know knocking on your door we've already talked about the bailiffs at your door we've already <laughs> spoken about that at length but to me that's what wealth is having in these valuable possessions but also have a sense of freedom mm. um i think that's why wealth is often something that is part and parcel of you know the big old financial freedom yes but wealth is really having enough value providing enough value such that you can actually pursue the things that you care about the most right so in a nutshell that's how i would describe wealth right right about yourself miss courtney i agree i think for me wealth is all about freedom Mm. and i think the reason why i have such a a loose um definition of it is Mm. because i don't think we should all aspire to the same levels of wealth in the sense of 
a quantity, for example. Mm. I don't think we should all be billion billionaires. I don't think it will be feasible for yep. all of us to be billionaires. In fact, I don't know how I feel about billionaires, but that's another talk yeah. for another day. Mm-hmm. I think it's really down to as for the life that you want to live, mm. the things that you want to do, like inwardly, that would bring you peace, mm. joy, um, and fulfillment, mm. as well as that enables you to serve your community and serve society at large. Mm. How much resources do you need? Like, is it money? Like, are we going to talk money? Is that what you need? Obviously in this world, money really does solve all things. So it it will be money. It's It's very, very loud. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the language it speaks. I think it's also, like you said, it's also... The people you know, it's social capital. It's mm. how much exposure have you had to the world? Um, I was saying this to a friend yesterday that for me, when it comes down to capital, it's economic, social, cultural, yep. and spiritual, yep. right? Yep, yep. So you've got social capital. Who is around you? Who do you have access to? Who can you depend on so mm-hmm. you can build your life with, mm-hmm. right? cultural how much of the world have you seen and understand Mm -hmm. so that you can participate in it informed Mm. not just being used by any system and not just um i guess being somebody who is living in society kind of without any agency or without any ability to make informed decisions Mm. how how much cultural capital do you have in understanding the world that you live in and being able to participate in it properly Mm. Um, and in a way that actually allows you to be free and a free agent um what i say social cultural economic how much money do you have how many resources do you possess what are your assets um and and can you afford the things that will allow you to live the life that you want to live right Mm. and spiritual in the sense of i don't think we're gonna be on this earth forever but i do think we're gonna live forever (laughs) so where are you gonna live the rest of eternity right so whilst we can talk about wealth and think about every house that you have and what you have and the possessions that you have Mm. you're only gonna have that for a very small fragment of forever Mm -hmm. and for eternity so where are your other riches stored right so that's spiritual capital for me um so that's how i would define wealth it's it's fourfold um and you have to build all four of those columns for it to really be built wealth yeah yeah that's it for me so like was mentioned in the intro there is a lot of talk about wealth Mm -hmm. you know when people there's a lot of talk right now about financial freedom and i don't know if i don't think talks about financial freedom um or about wealth are new at all Mm -hmm. but i do think we're all now getting to that age where we're starting to hear about it and think about it when you're a teenager (laughs) what's wealth got to do with everything (laughs) give me my three pounds a day let me go and buy some you know my freddos and my chicken (laughs) exactly let me go and buy some bag of donuts (laughs) and you know the people who are building the wealth are the people who are selling cookies for 50p (laughs) (laughs) the entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, you know (laughs) but now we are coming to a point where you know people are talking about investment Mm. i think one of the biggest things that um has caused this as well is now there is um people in different stages of their life are no longer isolated from each other you can get insight into the life of someone who's 50 
or someone who's 40 or 30, their career, their their plans, what they're buying, what they're doing, even if you're 15, right? And Mm. so you can fall in love with other people's seasons of their life, Mm -hmm. even though it's not your time Mm -hmm. for it. So I think a lot of us are very young talking about things like stocks and shares Mm -hmm. and investing, investing, right? Buying houses and buying assets, Mm -hmm. even though we're so young because we're seeing people who are much older doing it. Mm -hmm. And now it doesn't seem so unattainable Mm -hmm. and something that, you know, people do when they're old but rather we can do it every day so why do you think it's important for us especially as young women Mm -hmm. at the moment as entrepreneurs you know our our context Mm. why even as black women why do we why is thinking about wealth important why do we Mm. need to think about wealth right now um i think it's there's a multiple there are multiple reasons why we should be considering wealth and building wealth at this particular time period understanding that things change at the drop of a hat Mm. is really important and just for defensibility purposes making sure that you are ready for whatever life throws at you as much as possible is important as you were saying i love the um fourfold definition of wealth that you gave because really those are all of the kind of things that you should have or begin building in order to be adaptable right anything could happen tomorrow next year two years down the line 10 years down the line Mm. if you don't have enough of those forms of capital or forms of wealth you'll find yourself a little bit behind basically or you'll find you find yourself and find your house completely leveled because (laughs) you don't have enough resources Mm. at your disposal to be able to make up for these things so just firstly as a defensibility point making sure that your house is on a sturdy foundation you're starting to build up those character traits that allow you to accumulate things and Mm. steward them well and grow them well such that these things will be something to defend you when those kind of things come knocking at your door it's super super important and I also think it's important as ambitious women Mm. that we allow ourselves to continue to go above and beyond what we think is possible for us right i think when we talk about you know the language of ownership the language of wealth and finance and all that kind of stuff is still heavily dominated by masculinity Mm -hmm. and men Mm -hmm. and i think as women we start to we need to have these kind of conversations because when we are shut out of these conversations we will find ourselves in places where we don't have positions of ownership we don't have things we're dependent and if you want to get to a place where you are independent then you also need to have these things which are hallmarks of independence Mm. um and you don't want to be and this is not to say that you know dependency is bad Mm. because if you are somebody that's either in a relationship looking to be with someone Mm. if you have any kind of like relationship with somebody else chances are there is a form of dependency however if you allow that dependency to entirely consume you Mm. you will find yourself in a position 10 years down the line like we're all young now right 10 years 20 years down the line where you haven't felt as though you have come into a place of ownership because you weren't building from back then Mm. um and then it's also never too early to build Mm. i think it's a tough one it's a tough one because I think there's two extremes when we talk about building. Mm-hmm. There's the people who are literally like, if you don't build something today in 10 years time, you will, everything, you will pass away. <laughs> you you will die. <laughs> like you will, you must build today. Your choices today in 10 years time, you will yeah. not be happy with your choices on this particular day. Yeah. And it's just like, well, no, <laughs> take every day as it comes. But then there is also 
a danger in living in the frivolity of your youth for too long Mm. because youth listen goes by in a flash say it again we are adults for much longer than we are children children we are adults for much much longer and thinking about these things now at this age whether you are you know slightly older than us or if you're slightly younger than us or whatever thinking about these things at this age is important because it sets you up for the reality of life where Mm. you have to take care of your own responsibilities And even responsibilities that you didn't, you know, account for. for. You didn't ask for or account for. I was having a conversation with my friend the other day about, you know, what do you do when life starts to catch up with you? Mm. Your parents will start to get older. You know, your family will like you. You might have a family. You'll have all of these responsibilities. And in terms of like legacy building, Mm -hmm. particularly as women, Mm -hmm. it's so so important to make sure that we start that process now, so good, so that we're not behind and we're not dependent on a man to do it for us. Mm. Like we can have legacies as women. Yeah. So I think it's as human beings, we should always be building. Mm. We should always be creating. We should always be, you know manifesting for defensibility purposes Mm. but particularly as women where so much of the narratives and stereotypes around us focus on dependence um focus on um dependency right and domesticity right that ownership becomes all the more important if you Mm. want to leave a legacy and this is not just like leaving you know houses and money and stuff for your kids and you know building a trust fund as Mm. lovely as those things are and probably something that we're looking for definitely but how what kind of impact do you want to have on this world yeah and don't wait until you're 50 to start thinking about the impact that you want to leave definitely i think what i am now learning is what does it mean to be interdependent Mm. with somebody Mm. because i don't see myself as just an island and i don't think i don't think you do either Mm. i think what we've learned is um no man is an island, number one. But number two, you're actually born into this world to engage with society, mm. to engage with friends and family, to engage with building your own re- your own family and your own relationships. Um, and for me, building wealth, when I think about those four pillars for me, I always think, okay, how does this allow me to really do my part with the time that I have in this segment of history, mm. right? When I think about... Um, life (laughs) when I think about life I think about okay these are the choices because no everyone has this I made it on my own mentality Mm, right but mm, actually no mm -hmm. you're the fruit of generations of decisions Mm -hmm. and there are going to be generations after you who are going to be suffering or enjoying your decisions so no one is really detached from anybody so I I really like Mm -hmm. to place myself in this idea of okay when I think about life people have made decisions before me mm. ancestors grandparents like even just going as near back as grandparents right mm. grandparents made certain decisions and had certain focuses and had to overcome certain challenges and then you've got your parents who also work to overcome certain challenges or to build certain things now we're getting to that age where it's like okay now the baton is being handed over to you my parents are in their 60s right mm. so for me i look at them and i think I'm starting to realize more and more, you're not going to be here forever, Mm. right? And so in that, there will be a kind of baton passing of now the future of our family and our legacy and our ancestry depends on 
your decisions that you make now. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that like my parents have done so whilst people may not say that they're wealthy, like people may not look at my parents and think, oh, they're wealthy. You know, I wasn't, I didn't go to private school. They couldn't pay for stuff like that. What I do look at them and say is you opened, if anything, one very, very big door, which is, dare I say, giving birth to me in the West, right? <laughs> <laughs> having, have like leaving Ghana and having me in London mm. actually opened a very, very big door for me and really changed a massive trajectory. And I know a lot of people will look at that and think, well, what's wrong with Ghana, for yeah, example? Yeah. Knowing my family's context, yeah. see, seeing other people like other people in my family who were um born in Ghana like I have a cousin who is literally the same age as me like we were born about three days apart from each other right to see the difference I realized like okay my mom making that decision to move Mm -hmm. was a big game changer Mm. for me right and so when I think about stuff like that it makes me realize life is really all about your decisions yeah right and the future of what you're building and who gets to benefit from that really is dependent on the decisions that you make today so the reason why i say that is when i think about legacy building and when i think about no when i think about building wealth i think about legacy Mm. similar to what you said and i think about my kids i think about their kids and i think about what decisions am I making today in regard to the way that I shape my mind, the way that I spend my money, the the things that I invest in so that I can make life also easier for them Mm. and better for them. And also, you know, people always say this phrase of we stand on the shoulders of giants Mm. and you really are standing on the shoulders of those who came before you Mm. and their ceilings become your floor, like where your parents ended. That's where you begin right and so when I think about my life in terms of building wealth is how far can I run so that their starting point is really far ahead yeah yeah really really far ahead so Mm. that they've got this this upper hand because I know the race doesn't end with me I'm only doing my bit Mm. and I think when you when I think about it in that lens it gives me a certain amount of ambition and accountability to know that every day and every decision has a purpose Mm. and everything that I do has a meaning and a repercussion and a consequence so it should be well-informed well-intentioned decisions Mm. I hope that makes sense yeah definitely makes sense and just to the listener right now that picked up the donut put that down right this moment (laughs) you heard the woman the decisions that you make today impact tomorrow and your kids so put it down yeah this is this is actually a big thing mm-hmm. because you hear health is well <laughs> oh yes <laughs> health oh, is well and we should actually talk about that yeah. because in all transparency it's something that i have learned very harshly recently mm. i think for me i've definitely um focused a lot on building my education mm. building my um even my businesses right and having now like some financial capacity to invest in other things Mm. one thing that has hit me very recently um (laughs) is sis you've got to be alive to see all of these things come to fruition and I say it so harshly to myself because okay so for me I am plus size I am um overweight basically Mm. and it's always been one of those really touchy things like I don't like my weight I don't um I want to be 
slimmer right mm. when I was younger I want to be slimmer why because I want to look nice and my mum wants me to wear these certain clothes but now <laughs> I'm older I realize actually I need to be healthier mm. right mm. and the reason why I need to be healthier mm-hmm. is because oftentimes to actually fulfill your own destiny your body is the one who's going to do it yeah, right like it's not just your mind your body mm. actually has to carry out all of those decisions mm. all the things that your spirit and your mind tells you to do is carried out by your physical body yeah no matter how good your heart is no matter how good your mind is if your body can't do what it needs to do it's not going to get done mm-hmm. so health really is wealth but you as our <laughs> resident <laughs> fitness guru <laughs> talk to us about health as well yes health is wealth guys and Courtney you were just so spot on in making the distinction between health and wanting to look a certain way Mm. because that was a trap that I fell into at the very early part of my fitness journey um growing up I was like super skinny when I was young and then (laughs) became large because I was going to McDonald's every Sunday (laughs) and I hated sports and I hated the bleep test. Shout out to our PE teachers. That was actually torture. It was And hell. I don't know. Hell. I hope they're not like doing that in schools anymore. Mm. The bleep test. The bleep test. What bleep run back and forth <laughs> between. Is this. What is this tryout you know for what? the military? I, I, <laughs> what listen, am I running like this? As in running as though I have, I'm an offender. What did, <laughs> what did I do? What did I do that I'm running like this? Anyway, like I, I always was conveniently sick. <laughs> Forget your PE kit and all them things. 100% there. every week. But yeah, so I. I became overweight when I was um, in secondary school. And then it was only until I got into like university that the pressure to look slim really, really started to increase because everyone around me was just petite and slim. Mm. And I went through the whole journey of like doing excessive cardio and like developing a little eating disorder Mm. and just dropped weight. But by all intents and purposes, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Renee, you look great. Like you've lost so much weight. But I felt tired. I was sick. I was hungry all the time. I just wasn't eating enough food. So don't think that health is looking a certain way. It's more so about how you feel as well as kind of like how your body is functioning. Mm. So it was only when I made the transition into doing strength training and actually eating for my body that I noticed the tremendous impact of making sure that you're healthy. Mm. It's the little things like just being able to run for a bus. Like when I started, (laughs) when I started catching buses, I was just like, wow, you guys have been living a different life. It's great. And being able to like do functional things that are fun. So like, I really, really love weightlifting. That's Mm. something that's like my de-stressor. That's something that I just really, really enjoy doing. And it made everything, it just made my life easier for some Mm. reason. I was able to like get those endorphins going early in the morning because I love going to the gym in the morning. Um, I was able to like control my eating because I could, I felt better. Even the food choices that you make are so, so important guys. And making sure that you're not eating you know like super super processed foods Mm. and like foods that like whole foods are good for you guys (laughs) making sure that you get those vitamins in drinking enough water as much as it's it sounds like one of those things that you hear all the time on the internet and stuff by all of these fancy like fit gurus yeah just the little things of like drinking more water in the morning going and doing a little run or even a walk or something Mm. is super super helpful because it just changes your entire mindset and gets those endorphins going yeah and all of the like body stuff comes as a result of you being healthy first. Mm. So when I put my focus on like weightlifting and food and stuff like that and feeling good, 
that was when I started noticing. I was like, okay, I'm looking, I'm looking kind of cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, bodies, bodies looking cute. Um, that stuff comes after. But yeah, as Courtney was saying, it's all about making sure that you actually have a body mm, to do these things in. Because gosh. I ding ding, you only get one. <laughs> you Say won't. It you actually won't get another body. The one that you have, the vehicle that yeah. you are occupying right now, is yeah. the vehicle. Right. So the like. Don't think of it as a chore, but think of it as you honoring your body. Your mm. body is literally a manifestation of all of the good things that are going on in the inside of you. Wow. So make sure you honor your body by taking care of her mm. or him. Sleeping, for example, is another, <laughs> like all of these basic things, Our guys, like sleep. making sure that you're sleeping well, sleeping for between seven to nine hours a week. Mm. And don't be out here telling people that are oh, like hustling and grinding i can't sleep that's yeah. cool continue to do that until you have <laughs> permanent eye bags that you know you won't be able to get rid of and insomnia yes drink your yes. water because your body is made up of literally 60 70 water and being dehydrated doesn't help anyone yeah. that's where the migraines are coming from sis you haven't drunk <laughs> in fact some of you are sitting listening to this and you have not drunk your first cup of water today you've just had fizzy drinks oh wow i'm sorry i didn't even mean to come and at some anybody today but some of you have not drank your water so if you're listening to this right now go and drink a cup of water Mm. and just doing these little things it doesn't have to be an overhaul of everything that you do because i think that's also another trap we fall Mm. into right we decide health is wealth so we're going to change everything right now one time it's really about building up these habits and processes and getting used to taking care of yourself yes yeah and not abusing yourself and yeah. honoring your body really 100 percent. because I, I there was something that i read a few days ago that was you talk talking about the routines of um would you call them wealthy well millionaires let's just say millionaires mm. and it was talking about you know the majority of entrep- entrepreneurs and millionaires mm. um, and people who would consider themselves successful and wealthy have very similar life routines right a lot Mm. of them they work out they um only make a few decisions every day they work with they wake up at a certain time and i think you see all of these things and you think yeah 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 whatever yeah get eight hours of sleep a night and drink water and go for a 10 10k run whatever Mm. but it's all just it's all just chat but then you start to see the trends Mm. like oh no this is actually a key trend in loads of people's success and it's not to say that it is the cause of their success rather it creates the environment that allows success to actually be birthed and allows it to thrive right having a clear head and having a body that is physically able to do the things that you want to do is really the fundamentals of it all you can make all of these plans but if you can't breathe how are you going to do it no i'm being serious though like and these are conversations that i've had with myself i will never ever forget there was a night that i was in uni and so (laughs) why are you laughing so hard stop laughing okay anyways i'm gonna make some confessions on the podcast which i don't want to be judged for because renee did it too anyways <laughs> that's why i'm laughing <laughs> that is exactly what I, i'm laughing i cultivated this very very bad habit of binge eating i would legitimately eat till i couldn't breathe and it was comfort eating but i would anyways that's not even the bit that i'm trying to get to but renee's laughing at me because she used to do it too i'm telling you we used to, <laughs> we used to be on the phone just oh, talking about listen. like Sis, I just had pizza and wings and <laughs> ice cream and wedges. <laughs> and I 
we used to do these things. I'm going to say we now because I don't like how hard you're laughing. <laughs> and I think the issue was obviously not knowing how to deal with stress properly. And it was always at the same time. Oh, no, no. It was, it was on beat. We were in sync. <laughs> we oh. were in sync going through the same thing at the same time. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is I remember that there was a night before like a week of exams that I was extremely anxious and I could feel my heart started racing and I literally knew I was having heart palpitations and I was thinking I'm way too young to be having heart palpitations but then I realized with the way that I've been eating the the lack of exercise with just all of these things no wonder my stress levels are so high I'm sure my blood Mm. pressure is like through the roof Mm. and so my heart genuinely cannot cope with the added stress of life Mm. to my existing physical situation Mm. right and that scared the crap out of me Mm. it just scared me to know like you hear those tells of people who are young even if they're fit and have like heart attacks and all I could think was raw like you can really plan your whole life Mm. You can say, oh, I want to have kids. Oh, I want to, you know, travel the world or, oh, I want to build all of these companies. And you listen to these stories of people who have actually done it. And they like you can just hear the unmentioned thing is it takes immense discipline Mm. and also immense physical what do they call it? Physical strength. Mm. It takes immense physical capacity to be able to withstand all of that. And I think a lot of us come from backgrounds. I know we've, we've really lingered on this health is wealth point, but a lot of us have come from backgrounds where our parents may have certain issues like hypertension, high Mm. blood pressure, diabetes. And you don't think about, you know, the fact that those things can be passed on and they can really affect you in a way that means that, you know, while you hear of other people, especially wealthy people, you know, last until they're like 90, you know, (laughs) you also hear other tales of people who didn't have a lot of money or, you know, weren't um, that well off who then dropped dead at like 45, right? Or at 50. And it's like, hold on, life really still picks up when you're 45 and 50 and if you're ridden with all of these health issues you can't enjoy and you can't continue to build that legacy Mm. like you're talking about you can't continue to serve your community and serve your family and build something if your physical body cannot withstand it and that was a massive wake-up call um for me so all that to say health really is wealth and taking time to invest in that is actually really really important um and it can be done in so many different ways but we'll get you know fitness guru renee kapuki (laughs) to really do a whole lowdown episode how can we get our bodies right and tight sister (laughs) but (laughs) on to um talking about well what does building wealth actually look like Mm. what does that journey because you hear stocks and shares invest assets liabilities you Mm. know all of these words but really for us as young people yeah for us as uh people who may just be starting out in their careers yeah and you know just fresh out of school maybe what does having a building wealth mindset even mean what does that look like um and what are the sort of things we should be thinking about now so that we can create good futures for ourselves Mm. so to me building wealth looks like a commitment to laying a brick every day wow 
I think we can get so bogged down with what we want our wealth to look like mm. at the end of the journey that we forget that this is a process that requires daily, weekly, monthly decisions. Mm. You can't break down what you want and what you are aspiring to get to into something that's manageable and mm. easy to do every day. Then you won't ever get there. Yeah. You won't ever wake up wealthy. You won't, it won't it just happen. Again. Unless you inherit and someone exactly. dies. Unless, you know... Um, Nana G has just popped off her rocker <laughs> yeah and she left you something nice and sweet well the trust fund has finally opened up chances are you're not going to wake up one day and just be magically wealthy yeah. wealth is an accumulation of all of these different things over an extended period of time yeah. so that making that commitment to laying a brick every single day is mm. super super important and laying that brick can look different in different contexts right mm. for us as young people laying the bricks might not be going out and you know investing in 10k worth of shares even yeah. though we have no idea about stocks yeah. trading or yeah. anything like that it might look like do you know what every week i'm gonna spend a few hours reading up on buying stocks and right. shares right just learning right even learning is a way in which you can actually commit to building wealth mm. because it's before, one of the biggest ways it's one of the biggest ways right because before anything manifests or materializes you need to learn mm. you need to actually build the foundation there and you need to actually become a master of a thing rather than just an apprentice you can never master wealth until you've mastered yourself through yeah. learning so my biggest advice is become a lifelong learner like I think I, I hate to be one of those um, people that are like, oh, in quotation of, um, mm. you know, Warren Buffet or, you know, all them, all them man there. But having read some of their, you know, articles and some of the things that they've said and just watched them, really, one of the things, one of the biggest trends that mm. every single like successful entrepreneur or anybody that by the world standards has become wealthy is they have never stopped learning. Yeah. Never right even things like reading every day and it doesn't necessarily have to be a book although i definitely recommend it mm. it can be listening to audiobooks it's pushing your mind every single day by watching something that challenges you yeah it might be engaging in conversations with people that you don't particularly agree with mm. just to get that critical thinking skill you know going and yeah. flowing yeah but making sure that you have actions actionable actions every single day to help you become the person that will become wealthy yeah because we focus so much on the material things or even the immaterial things right that really being wealthy is the fruit of a wealthy person mm. so if you're not becoming a wealthy person or a person that is able to manifest wealth yeah then there's a reason why you won't ever see that wealth because mm. you're not the kind of person that attracts wealth. Right, oh wow. So thinking about our character, our habits, who we are as people, ask yourself on a daily basis, what can I do to make, to move the needle? Mm. What can I do to add to that 1%? Think of it like absolute wealth is like at 100%. You're mm. currently at like five. Mm. So mm. what kind of movements can I make to, you know, Push. keep on adding that one percent yeah so that eventually you'll get to the 100 percent. yeah um and then yeah practically speaking i think a great way is to come back to the four columns right mm. you've got the spiritual you've got the economic you've got the social you've got the cultural what can i be doing every single day or every week in these columns that will move the needle right if it's economic capital depending on where you're at now most mm. of us are very young we're not like 
swimming, absolutely yeah. swimming in cash reserves and stuff like that. But building up the habit of saving and yes. saving intentionally. So it might so not good. be just like saving for an emergency funding, but actually having multiple pots. So mm. saving for your investments so that whilst you're learning about investments, you actually have a pool of money ready yeah. once you feel comfortable and able to make an investment. If we're talking about social capital, going to events and making friends and actually leveraging the relationships that you have in order to build something with somebody um more time a lot of like co-founders and people in your team will be people that you know yeah. it's not going to be a process of you just saying hey guys apply to this or like you know applying to a program more often than not relationships have been leveraged in order for people to build wealth mm. so doing things like that super super important cultural capital understanding that you have a very specific lived experience that continued can continue to be built upon every single day yeah. again engaging in conversations that make you feel uncomfortable mm. with people that come from entirely different life experiences mm. as you will help you to feel more comfortable articulating yourself in that remit and then um spiritual discipline what are the ways in which you can continue to developing yourself in this area is it meditation clearing your mind is it prayer like what is it for you mm. that will help you to continue to develop and move from a place of five percent to the six percent yeah. to the seven to the eight so yeah. seeing and conceptualizing wealth as a dedication to lifelong learning mm, that's so good that's actually so good i think you've touched on it so well it really is all about amassing knowledge mm. and putting that knowledge into action yeah right so i think one of the the biggest things for me is like you said getting knowledge mm. increase your learning and honestly continue to learn all the time mm. about a wealth of subjects i agree with you i think it's important to know a lot about a little mm. so that you can really generate you know money from that and and just genuine um the the genuine expertise to help people mm. but i also think it's important to know a little about a lot yeah so really learn widely mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. loads of different things even angles that don't really interest you too much but really would help you navigate life learn about it read uh audiobooks podcasts um yeah podcasts like this Hello. um yeah youtube videos i think the internet makes it so so easy now mm. Um, but I also think a big thing is connection. Mm. And I think life is hugely dependent on and really just made up of connections. Yeah. Your connection with God, your connection to community mm -hmm. and your connection to society. Really invest in learning how to serve mm. and who to serve, yeah, right? And what to serve. I think that's what life really is all about. Mm. In the sense of your relationship and your connection with God gives you a strong sense of what's inside of you and also what you can lean on and where you can draw strength from. But all of that strength, all of that joy, all of that peace should better help you serve community mm. and serve society in a way that both fulfills you um, and also puts you to use, right? Mm -hmm. So in that, spend time getting to know what you're trying to serve. Mm. Spend time connecting to people. Get time, spend time listening to people's stories and people's journey. Mm -hmm. um, so that you know what angles you can serve people in properly. Because one thing I will definitely say when it comes down to building wealth, when it comes down to building legacy, is it really comes down to having the favor of God and having the favor of man. Mm. If I'm going to be honest with you, mm. having God's favor really means like, 
there are some th- doors that don't open on their own, right? Yeah. No matter how much you know, no matter who you know, sometimes it really is just down to God, I need you to come through on this one. I'm not even <laughs> going to lie, right? 100%. Um, and I also think that the paths that you cross, the people that you meet, mm. it really is down to God blessing you with those people. Like mm. even in mes- meeting you mm. and being able to have you as a sister, such a close best friend is that's a God thing, right? That's not something that you just stumble on by accident. Mm. That's a God thing. But also having the favor of man in the sense of, do you actually understand people? Can you connect to people properly? Yeah. Um, do you even seek to get to know people and, and journey in life with them? Because one thing about knowledge is, it can often be passed to you from people to people. Mm. You can read books and it's all well and good, but sometimes somebody telling you something, Mm. somebody giving you the inside scoop on something. Right now, um, I'm going through the process of wanting to really get clued up on property, Mm. right? And there are so many YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all fantastic. I'm reading books, blah, blah, blah. But if I didn't have my sister if i didn't have my accountant Mm. who are able to kind of sit me down and talk to me and be like this is the real reals of the situation from people who have actually done it Mm. if i didn't have those relationships with people i wouldn't really have access to what i need in this moment if that makes sense at at a at um in a in such a convenient package and Mm. in such a convenient way so connect with people connect with god really get to know who you are and what you're purposed for and how you can really carry that out in this life and i will always say when you start to do this i don't think wealth necessarily i don't think people attract wealth i think they just build it Mm. right i think yeah you can like people want to give you money and and people want to buy from you and people want to support you and put you in places where you get more opportunities to then open more doors but I also think you then become the sort of person who builds wealth in a healthy way Mm. in a way that allows you to not just hoard because I think sometimes when we have this conversation about wealth a lot of people start talking about just hoarding all of these resources and hoarding all of these um assets and stuff and it's like what's the perfect purpose of you doing such Mm. a thing like do you want to have all these things just so you can raise your hand and say hey i made it to the seven figure eight figure nine figure mark or do you want to be a better steward of the resources that you have so you can make society a better place right because then you will still become wealthy but you have a responsibility with your wealth Mm. right your and and that responsibility comes down to again really loving people and then knowing for yourself that you're just here as a steward of those things whether that be for your children for their children or outside of your wider family into your actual community and Mm. whoever you feel like you can help um who you can bless and I think for me that's what wealth is all about right it's all about being able to like you said in the beginning provide freedom not just for yourself but also for other people and provide opportunities and when we look at things like philanthropy that doesn't just happen because you're wealthy yeah it comes because you're very acquainted with the problems of this world Mm -hmm. you're very acquainted with the needs of people and you're also very acquainted with a sense of responsibility to help solve that issue Mm. and so I think our youth can be spent really getting to know what's my part to play in this grand scheme of life yeah right um i think another practical thing is like you mentioned saving i have really had to cut back on a lot of my spending um not because i was wild with my spending though at times (laughs) i really question who i think i am but more so 
I was starting to understand that there are things which are profitable. Mm. And in that, I don't just mean like that will make you more money. I I mainly mean there are things that actually have an advantage Mm. and there are other things which they don't serve any purpose at all, right? They're just for constant enjoyment. And the truth is when I think about like my 20s, whilst I do want to look back and say, you know, I enjoyed my time Mm. and I'm not one of those people who thinks save your enjoyment for, you know, a deferred time or delay it. Mm. I do think, however, that it's important to always have the future in mind and always plan in a way that allows even these moments of enjoyment Mm. and celebration, let them also be over things that are helping my future. And whilst that can be considered, you know, well, you know, tomorrow is not promised. I completely understand. But my hope is that tomorrow will actually happen. And in my faith that I do have a future and in my faith that um, I I will go into a great future, I actually need to build that today. And like you said, the decisions of today are really what make up tomorrow. So everything you do, like Renee said, is really to push the needle on that. Mm. Um, and life really is just the the collection of all of your decisions, right? All of the decisions that you make. So you need to become a better decision maker. And those decisions are informed by getting to know what you want out of life, Mm. getting to know how to get that um, and just going for it. I think, like you said, wealth isn't something that you wake up to one day. You just have to go for it and go for it, sis. Just just build it um, every step of the way. And I think the last question that I wanted to ask and yeah particularly ask you is Mm. I think when it comes to wealth building there's a huge emphasis on having a certain amount of money in the bank yeah right or aspiring to being a millionaire or billionaire Mm -hmm. um do you think that that's something that everyone should aspire to that could be an episode on all on its own (laughs) because I I do have some strong views on this Mm -hmm. in that and I've had this conversation before actually um the classic should there should billionaires even exist really mm. um d- does it does your calling necessitate this amount of resources right and in all honesty i don't think so mm. and this is not to say that you know i'm a socialist or a communist because <laughs> you know and, and i'm not i'm also equally not saying go and eat the rich mm. and you know chop yeah. off the heads of billionaires yeah that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying in terms of the context of the everyday man and us and the conversations that we've had mm. for me to be happy to feel like i've had an impact on the world mm. to feel as though i have fulfilled my purpose and calling i don't need to be a billionaire mm, personally okay. for me i don't need to be a billionaire right. maybe a couple millions here or there you know <laughs> what i'm saying get those figures in but in terms of what i how i envision things and how I want to have impact in the world, mm. it's really not about me having that amount of money. Because for me, it becomes hoarding. Right. It does become hoarding in terms of like resources. Maybe to become a billionaire to now redistribute, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But I think sometimes we over-romanticize that and we overestimate how good we are as people. Yes. We very, very overestimate how good we are as people. Because even when we think about, you know, the structures in place that have created billionaires mm. right now, there are very few people, well, there are quite a few people that complain about, you know, the systemic failings of, you know, capitalism and all yeah, that kind of yeah. good stuff. But I came across a quote that was like, 
a lot of people and, and we've discussed this before in a previous episode but a lot of people are upset with where they're at in the food chain and not the food chain itself Ooh, go there a lot of people are very very dissatisfied with their lot as opposed to being dissatisfied with the forces that have created this system mm. so would you still have the same vim for the system if you were at the top rather than the middle or the bottom that's so good and i Maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic, but I don't think that many people would. Mm. And as much as people feel as though they have a lot of love for people and serve, you know, I want to serve people. When the context and the environments change Mm. and the resources at your disposal change, Mm. our natural proclivity as human beings is towards self-preservation. 100%. So even this whole cute thing that we have of like, we want to serve the world and all that kind of, you know, good stuff. These things can change in a blink of an eye when the context changes. So it's very much about understanding your value system. And this is not to shame anyone at all. Yeah. That, you know, if you have ideals of becoming a billionaire and by all means do you mm-hmm. i'm definitely not telling you to you know yeah of course st- stop that but i would challenge you to really think about what does the impact that you want to have on this world look like mm. and what do you need to do it why do you have to be why do you need to, that amount of wealth to right. have this kind of impact mm. and why do you trust yourself this much that you seek to get to this very, very particular position and this very, very specific amount to be able to do and enact the change. There are people who have enacted change with zero pence. Mm, That's such a good point. There are people like, why are you waiting for a particular benchmark? Even that is as a problem, because I think you put it so beautifully. If you don't have the habit of being a philanthropist Mm. before you're rich, chances are wealth magnify like i genuinely i think money not even wealth money magnifies your character flaws and deficiencies yeah so if you haven't dealt with your deficiencies now Mm -hmm. don't think that getting rich is going to solve it you're not going to become a benevolent person because you're rich yeah because even when we think about proportions right when of how like rich people give yeah you'll think wow this person donated a million but in proportion to their wealth yeah is nothing they stingy stingy (laughs) A stingy person, whether they're making 100K or 10K a year, is a stingy person. Yeah. Somebody who's committed to giving. Like, I have seen people give that have no money in their bank Mm. account. They're still willing to give. And it doesn't even have to be monetary. It can be time. It can be whatever. But they have a culture of giving. Yeah. So, if somebody has, I like, they want to become a billionaire, the first thing that I would check out is, how do you give now? Mm why do you want to become a billionaire and do you intend to stay a billionaire Mm. as well Mm. because coming back to the redistribution point i could i kind of get it if you're like let me get to the top and then redistribute but if you want to remain at the top is that really what liberation looks like at least to me that's not it right you're completely spot on i think like you said it it's all about the systems Mm. right and what systems do you participate in willingly or unwillingly and do you hate unfair systems mm. or like you said, do you just hate your position yep. in them? Yep. I think what's pivotal in what you said is what we need to be careful of, especially when when people start having a lot of conversations about things like wealth is mm. this glamorization of just being rich. Yep. Right. We, yep. we just want to be rich. We want to be cash rich. And so you kind of get into this situation where it's like, OK, you own nice things. Yes, you have nice homes. Yes, you you know, you live a luxury and a lavish lifestyle. Um, And if that's your goal, by all means, go ahead. Mm. But I think what's important to remember is money shouldn't possess 
you. Mm. You have possessions, right? Yeah. The other issue is money is just a resource. It's not a ruler. Mm. And I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong. They let money and the pursuit of it rule them. Yeah. Instead of realizing this is just a resource to exactly. be able to navigate in this world for however long I'm here for mm. so that I can do whatever it is that I need to do. Mm. And it's very, that's a very fine line because everyone deep down likes nice things. Nice is relative, but of course everyone wants something nice. Everyone yeah. wants security. Um, and I think that that's actually very important. I don't think that's selfish at all. Mm. I think it's very weird when you know people who own big homes and or maybe not even are living this lavish life people who have security yeah people who have pension pensions funds and have inheritances for their children tell other people who don't have that yet that they shouldn't aspire to have any wealth mm. because it's mm. like hold on a minute you've got yours we need ours exactly, <laughs> this. I mean? exactly this i think there is though a, a a real need to emphasize that you should have security. It's foolish to not, you know, leave something for your children and your children's children. Mm. But also that doesn't necessarily take billions. Do you get what I mean? And so let's not get into this mindset because what what these systems do create is this idea of I need more. I need more. Exactly. No matter how much I have, it will never be enough. Exactly I need more. Is. That's not what life is about. And it will actually get you into a really, really bad place if you are never satisfied with how much you have. There is a point where it's enough. It's enough. And it's enough. I don't think people actually understand how much a billion is. Dollars, GBP, whatever currency, yeah? People don't realise how much a billion is. It's mm. a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That yeah. is more than the GDPR of certain countries. Say it again. There are countries that are actively below <laughs> the poverty line that are not making millions every year, but yeah. you're a billionaire. Yeah. And most people... I, Again, it underpins this whole idea that you can just throw money at a problem. Mm, you can't. Okay. You can't always mm. just throw money at a problem and expect it to be fine. Yes. Like even this whole idea of, ugh, we don't even have, this is a tangential yeah. topic altogether. 100. But thinking about international development and international aid, mm. you can't just throw money at an organization or a community or a country and think that the problems are solved. Right. It doesn't right. work that way. Yeah. There are systems in place that mean that even if you do throw money at an issue. It might not change. might not change it whatsoever. In fact, in some cases, it might exacerbate the problem. Mm, so How many true. times have we had, you know, people in, in, in the context of, say, the global south and the global north. Mm. Disclaimer, guys, we already know that these are problematic statements are and problematic aware. terms. We are very, very aware. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um, thinking about the global north and the global south, how many times has the West under the guise of like, you know, giving aid and stuff mm. like that, or any, you know, Western philant philanthropists giving money to these particular causes, mm -hmm. but we're still seeing high levels of poverty. We're yeah. still seeing poor democracy. Yeah. Money is not the answer to all problems. Mm. And I think, I think that we have gotten, it, it's a very dangerous thing to believe that all of your problems will be solved when you, excessive wealth mm. and by excessive wealth excessive money right 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 because we often use the two interchangeably yeah. as well right so like yeah I'd, I'd genuinely be intrigued if someone can give me a very compelling reason 
<laughs> as to why you need to be a billionaire first before you start working on your plot of land of impact in the world. Yeah, because it really comes down to not how much resource you have, but your character. Exactly. It really comes down to your ability to steward these things. Wow, that got deep real quick. I did. <laughs> you know, these things always do. Yes, it really does. Well, we can still continue this conversation. Whoop, whoop. By you letting us know what you think about building wealth. What do you think about the hoarding of wealth? Should there be billionaires? Should there be millionaires? Um, But also let us know what your feelings are towards building wealth currently in your journey. What does it look like to you? What more would you like to know? What knowledge would you like to get about building wealth? But you can let us know your thoughts by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. And you can also come and say hi to us personally on our pages at Courtney.Daniela and at Renee Kapuku. And you can tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters. And guess what, guys? You can also join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together. We will talk to you all very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.